We all know that I love making and recording my own podcast. Loudmouth is my heart and soul. But what's even more fun is that it's easy to do. And guess what? (laughs) You can do one too. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Because it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and anywhere else you can listen to podcasts. You can make money from it with no minimum listenership. It's literally everything you need to make a podcast right there in one place for free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello world and welcome back to Loudmouth Podcast. This is the second part of my travel episode with Nicole. So if you want to go back to that first one and re-listen to it, make sure you're all up to date. We start out talking about solo trips and we go into so much more. It's a lot of talking, but it's really, really great. And Nicole has been so many cool places. I'd love to hear about it. Um... But yes, be ready for some regular content every Wednesday. Sorry, I've been a little AWOL, but you know, here we are. So enjoy this episode. About solo trips. Oh. Mm-hmm. So how, I don't know, just. What about them? I mean, like, were you nervous the first time you went on? Where was your first one? If you remember. So I think. At least internationally, I, I'm not sure about within the states. I I can't recall, but internationally, I flew to Beijing by myself, and then I flew home alone as well. So okay. I wasn't actually in Beijing by myself, but mm-hmm. getting there and getting home with that 24 uh-huh. hour layover was all by okay. myself. Yeah. So, um, I don't think I was that nervous because at the time it was I had just come off of Indonesia, mm-hmm. and so it was just a few months after that um and i was also pretty confident with at least like navigating airports and that sort of thing um so there was really no worries there but i i was a little worried about being in helsinki by myself mostly because one i didn't want to get lost i didn't want to miss my flight yeah. coming home um what was i gonna do yeah for all that time uh, but it was actually it was actually really nice after I did get to my hostel um, there were some people most hostels if you've never stayed in hostels I've always really enjoyed my experiences in them I think um, they usually have like a bar or a restaurant downstairs uh-huh. or like kind of an open hangout area so, okay yeah what are hostels like I'm sorry that's, <laughs> I've never I've no yeah yeah a lot of people no yeah um I again I really like them okay. I have stayed in plenty of hostel and typically I don't stay because a lot of hostels offer like all female dorm rooms or like mixed gender dorm rooms. I have stayed in a female one once Mm -hmm. I think in Rome and then besides that I just stay because they're usually cheaper if they're like mixed gendered. Yeah. I really I really don't care. Yeah. Um, But they're basically just a room with bunk beds yeah and you just get a bunk bed and most of them have lockers where you could put a bag or Mm. lock up stuff if you want to but your pillows there your sheets are there and then you just sleep a lot of them have communal showers or bathrooms they are some of the smallest (laughs) rooms i've ever been in in my whole life so tiny 
but typically people are always really nice like most of the time they're respectful i've i've only ever had like a, a real issue that one time in rome with all the girls oh. They came in all drunk and loud oh. in the middle of the night. But besides that, I've never had a problem. Like, mm. And it wasn't even, they were whispered talking and eventually but they so, stopped. Yeah. But it woke me up. Oh, <laughs> rude. Um, <coughs> but yeah, um, downstairs they usually have a, a bar, bar or whatever. Yeah. Then a lot of them host events, whether it's like bar crawls. Most of it is bar crawls, <laughs> <laughs> actually. I, or movie nights. Okay. Game nights. It's like a little dorm. Yeah, basically. Okay. And so um, I always think they're really fun. I like to go on whatever they have there just to meet people because I've met people from all over yeah. the, the world yeah. in hostels. Um, but so in Helsinki, yeah. I stayed in a hostel, went downstairs to their bar like to grab a drink and just see who was around. Ended up talking to some people, and we walked around the city and went down by the Bay Area and just kind of sat around and talked. And then the next day, I got up and left. And yeah. That was that. <laughs> so, so how do you, like, book a thi- like a room at a hostel? Oh, yeah. I use HostelWorld.com um, Hostel, all the time. What? Hostel World. Hostel World. <laughs> that sounds so <laughs> awful. Okay, continue. HostelWorld.com. And... Yeah, I think that's the only thing I've ever used to actually book my hostels. You just type in where you're going, the dates, and it pulls up all the hostels, and then it has reviews on it. It has location, mm-hmm. X, Y, and so Z. So do you share, if you share room and you do a mixed gender one, is it both, mm-hmm. like it can be anyone? Okay. Yeah, so like you could have eight beds in a room, and it could be like five guys and three girls. Okay, okay. Whatever. Gotcha. So, Yeah. They're fun. And again, I I've, I've never had yeah, any problem and like I leave my bags in there when if we're staying a few days, I'll just leave my bag in there and never had a problem with anyone taking mm-hmm. it or going through it. So, I'm sorry that happened to your brother, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't leave stuff just yeah, sitting out. No. Like put it under your bed, you know. So, any tips for like solo trips? Like what do you I don't know, recommend? I guess I don't know. Yeah. For like people who are nervous to like do that. I mm-hmm. mean, I mean, I definitely feel like it should not be your first go. Yeah. I, I mean, some people can can do that, but I wouldn't suggest it, I yeah. think, personally. Um, that would be a lot, a lot. Yeah. So if you can't do that, cool. But most of us can't. Yeah. Which is cool, too. Um, but I would definitely say go. Yeah. I would say probably not oh. <laughs> solo trip. Trouble. Probably not for your first trip. Um but I would probably suggest picking somewhere that has a lot of things to do mm-hmm. and that you know, like, that you will stay kind of busy in. Okay. Um, so I wouldn't go to, like, super obscure mm-hmm. places like that, I think, personally. And, again, this is obviously – all of it's based on your personality yeah. and what you like. Um, I like to travel to cities or to, like, super, super remote places. There's really – I don't really like the middle – ground of that okay so um go somewhere i'd probably go to a city for my first first trip just because there is so many things to do there is so many people public public transportation is reliable um wi-fi is available it you know all of the things are there to make it as easy on you as possible Mm -hmm. i would stay in a hostel 
um just for the social aspect of it if nothing else yeah. like it is the cheaper option but the social aspect you won't find at an airbnb or yeah. at a hotel and i think traveling alone having that social aspect and just being able to like pick up and be like oh you're going to this place today like i let's i want to go with you like yeah. let's go together or can i can i join you do you want to grab my tea you want to go get a drink mm -hmm. whatever Having that social aspect and just the freedom and flexibility to meet all of these different types of people mm -hmm. that you wouldn't normally meet anyway, or that if you were staying in a hotel, you wouldn't really have a need to yeah. meet in that way around the city. Yeah. So definitely stay in a hostel. Um, I'm also not a type of person who needs to plan a whole lot. <laughs> like, I'm going to do this, 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 yep. and this today. I do, like have a, a mental list of these are the things that I'd like to do and this is the easiest order in which to do them all yeah. in. But if it doesn't go that way, You're not it doesn't good. go that way. Yeah. So, But if you are into planning things, then plan it all. You know, you can yeah. do both. It doesn't, one is not better than the other mm -hmm. one. A lot of people, I think, like to, like, glamorize the, like, being flexible and going with the wind yeah. and being whimsical and uh, and sometimes that sucks and it yeah. doesn't work and you end up getting lost and not knowing what to do. That yeah. happened to me before. <laughs> like, it bites you. So there is a place and a time for both of those things. So just do whatever you feel like you need to do to be comfortable and to have the best experience that you can have. Um, as far as food and stuff, which I always find that food is my hardest thing that, uh -huh. to nail, like, to be like, this was great. Yeah. Um, by myself. I... I would always choose to travel with someone who is familiar with the area just because they... Not to feel better about it but no. they know like the places to go they yeah. know where to eat like where the cheapest coffee is like all of those things that they, they know the language and the culture and they can just help you yeah i 100 percent think going with people that already live there is mm -hmm. like awesome it's because so it's like because then you don't get that like touristy which if you like that kind of stuff like that's great you can do that but yeah. you don't get that just touristy yeah like the thing you get like that more local Authentic. or yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. And even if you do want to do the touristy things, they know when to go. Yeah. Or like, yeah. let's go now instead yeah. of now or let's go tomorrow. Yeah, because I'm going to San Francisco with yeah. my friend Katie who's lived there like all her life, basically. Um, And I was like, I don't really care what else we do. I do want to see the Golden Gate Bridge because of course, that's what you see. Yeah. And like, that's one thing. And I was like, anything else? Just take me wherever you want to go exactly. because like she grew up there. So like. I trust where she wants to go mm -hmm. so much better than where I would think is like the right place right. to go. Literally when I don't know where to go, if and if I'm not looking for convenience because I am a very convenience driven <laughs> person and so I'm like, I don't wanna ride forty five minutes on the metro to yeah. eat at this restaurant. Let's just eat at this one that's yeah. right here. Um I usually just get on TripAdvisor. Uh, and I type in my place and then I go to restaurants and, and I'm like, okay, here we are. But I don't know why, but I just feel like food's always very hard to nail. I don't know, especially if I go to a new country, I don't know like what to ask yeah, or like, yeah. what's the thing in your country. So just kind of usually if, if I'm by myself, I just, am like, I like this food or if I see someone else order, I'm like that. Yeah. Give, give me, me that. that. Or what do you suggest? I, I ask that a lot. I find is what what do you suggest what's your what's your favorite dish yeah. here and then i just eat it and sometimes i eat weird shit and like, like that's not good no have you ever had anything you didn't like like at all um sorry that yeah was a very no no yes china was hard 
yeah i felt like um i thought china was the toughest food i had mm-hmm. um <laughs> and specifically uh we sat down for lunch one day and we were like order whatever you guys would normally order and we'll just eat because mm. it's family style at all these yeah. restaurants it's not Chinese buffet. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise, everybody. <laughs> but um, so we're like, just order whatever. We'll eat it too. And so they bring out this dish, and it looks like a um, dark red brown jelly in the okay. shape, in the mold of a fish. Okay. A koi fish. Very nice, like, v- a very nice plating yeah. on this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Like, I know anything <laughs> about food. Um, and as soon as I set it down, I knew immediately that it was duck blood jelly. Like, duck how did blood, you just know that? I, I think I had seen it somewhere the day, like earlier in the okay, trip. Okay. And I, I just knew, and I was like, oh no, no, oh like no, blood, duck blood. Yeah. Oh. And so I tried to cut this little piece, but you had to pick it up with chopsticks. Yeah. And I'm pretty good at chopsticks. Cho- <laughs> chopsticks, but it's jelly. And so I was like trying to get my little piece. And he's like, let me help you. And puts this big hunking slab of duck blood jelly on my plate. And I'm like, dang it. I'm going to have to eat this because I, f- I feel like. No matter how gross it looks or bad it smells, if it's good enough for people to eat all the time, then it's good enough for me to at least try. Yeah. And I live by that. And I was like, I'm going to have to choke down a piece of this jelly. <laughs> so I. And then the consistency of jelly, though, I, I hate thick jelly. Thick jelly. I hate jelly. Thick. Yeah, that's awful. Okay, uh, continue. Yeah, no. So I, I put it in my mouth and I chewed it up a little bit and it was exactly what you would expect it to taste yeah. like the coppery taste and then i just like downed it with water and i tried it and i <laughs> lived by my rule mm-hmm. and i was like thanks for letting me try that and that's all you have to say yeah. is thanks for letting me try that you don't have to act like you, you love it, it yeah but thanks for letting me try that meanwhile my friend who was with me was choking down her whole little slice of jelly and i was like <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> sorry so yeah i just put it back but most people are very even in cultures like that where it is important to save face they are very gracious and understanding most of the time that you if you don't like this like it's okay like our palates are different yeah sometimes though you do just have to choke it all down for culture reasons and i've had to do that too and it was okay what did you have to do that for Ooh. okay so (laughs) this is already gonna be a two-part episode i've already decided considering it's like over an hour so really yeah continue though i'm having the time of my life i like it so in indonesia we ate rice all the time. Okay. And it was fine, except then they started getting fancy with their rice. Okay. And so we would weave, like when we were hanging out, in, in mostly in villages, we would weave together these little cube things that we would stuff with rice and then they would boil it so the rice would get soft and mushy uh-huh. and like stick together okay. and so it'd be like rice like mushy rice chunks okay and for some reason the consistency yeah. i could not do like on top of eating rice just all the time yeah. just like mushy yeah uh, yeah and so 
one day we had sat down um, for dinner to break fast with this family. And she put uh, some bowls of soup in front of us. And two of them had little chicken feet sticking out. And my friend Emily and I were the last two to get our bowls. And the rest of these jokers took all of them without the chicken feet. So Emily and I look at each other and we're like, okay, like power through. Yeah. (laughs) Let's go. And so it was rice clump and chicken feet soup. (laughs) And so I'm trying to choke down the rice. I wasn't concerned about the the chicken foot. It was that dang rice that I had to choke down. And I was literally like put in my mouth and I'd be like, oh, like, you know, when you have something, I do not want to eat this. And it like your mouth like, yes, what is it? Salvates, salvates. I don't know. I always like. You yep. want to get yep. it out of your mouth. And so I was doing that. And every time I would put a little chunk in my mouth, I'd be like, Ugh. oh, it was so bad. And so eventually Emily was like, if you eat this dang chicken foot, I will eat your rice. And I said, heck, yes. And I traded her my rice for that chicken foot. So I wouldn't have to choke down that rice anymore yeah. because we like we had to finish this. Like we, we had to eat this for oh. culture purposes. Yeah. And I ate both the chicken feet that day. <laughs> What did it? It was just like skin. Like, oh my god! <laughs> I'm such a picky little skin. bitch. I don't think I could. <laughs> There's like some things I could definitely do, but I don't think I could do that. I'm such a big texture person like that. Uh, that shit gets me. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think that really says something about how done with the rice I was at. That yeah, point. that's very true. Built the chicken feet. I sometimes I sit. One time I got really deep into a hole of where this chicken feet had been (laughs) and i had to stop because i was like oh i can't believe i did that (laughs) sick nasty nicole it's for culture it's for the culture it's for a story i guess so (laughs) but (laughs) i think my indonesian stories would be just as cool without Without those chicken feet chicken kitchen feet we had monkey those lizards were pretty good. Really? I feel like they would just yeah. taste like chicken. Mm, I don't know. I think it was the thrill of like eating a li- like the lizards as we're like this <laughs> this big everybody. <laughs> How big do you think this is? Four inches? Three inches? I don't know. It's a big lizard though. Think about just eating a big lizard head. Oh and they didn't even like you like, just stick a stick through it and roast it over the fire. We're Villages with like dirt floors. I almost shit nope. my pants in that village. I was <laughs> so like sweating. That oh my gosh, <laughs> that time I was sweating. I was like Emily, we have to go to the bathroom. The bathroom is a squatty potty, and has three walls, three half walls. Mm-hmm. So if I'm standing, you can see me, but when <laughs> I squat, you can't okay. on the three half walls. So I'm dying. Like I am like I am uh, I am not going to make it to this <laughs> freaking one the one squatty potty in the whole village. Okay. I was like I'm not going to make it. This is going to be so bad. Like I I don't know what's wrong with my body right yeah. now, but I need to get it out. Yeah. And so we walk up and I'm like speed walking, sweating, like pale <laughs> up to this squatty potty and there are two or three old men oh, sitting no. In the gazebo, like, right beside it. Just okay. hanging out. Okay. Having a day. Like- and I was like, hello. And just, like, sped walk over and just, like, was in there forever because I was dying. Yeah. I was dying. I don't know. It was, it was 
the water or just getting sick from whatever else but it was a very embarrassing like having yeah. to stand up after that and then be, be like you're good yeah and you're like no <laughs> you're like, i'm gonna take a nap i'm actually not thank you though mm-hmm. i and i also i have a very sensitive stomach so i feel like i just as as privileged as i'm gonna sound i just don't think i could do like that kind of, like for long <laughs> i think i could do it yeah for you like can. for like a month and then I think my stomach would absolutely kill me. Yeah. It's, I have gotten sick a lot. I think it's just, and it's one of those unglamorous things. Yeah. But like, if you go somewhere and you drink the water, it's not going to go well. Like, yeah. don't, if, then they'll tell you, like, you can drink the water someplace and some places just don't. Yeah. Don't try. Don't do it. So, okay, <laughs> question. Because, okay, this is like, I, so those guys that I would show you, the comedians, they have a podcast. Yeah. And one of like one of the videos that he showed and also they talk about in their podcast is these people, quote unquote, influencers who like make these travel videos and they really emphasize like, oh, quit your job, go travel, like do all this stuff, like go see the world. All their Instagram page is like, go see the world, blah, blah, blah. Basically just making people feel like shit for having a job. Like, you know, yeah. like making them feel awful for like making a living. And a big thing they talk about is like the privilege behind that. Like mm-hmm. being able to say, oh, I can just, I just decided that one day I was done working and I just got up and left. And they're all like, okay, well, and you probably have trust funds. Yeah, so. that that's cool. Yeah. But a big thing that they talk about is basically because like they both went on really like extensive like travel trips mm-hmm. i think one of them did. the other one has just been a lot of places and the one like after he lost his or he quit his job he was like i'm gonna go travel and stuff and he talks about he was like it was great wouldn't change it for anything but no one talks about how unglamorous a bunch of things are with yeah. it so if you wouldn't mind just talking about a little just being like realistic about it because i mean yeah and like anyone who sees those instagram posts are like Oh my God! You get to go. If you mm. go to Greece, you're gonna see all these white buildings and stuff. And one of the things they talk about is like, okay, yeah, you see those, and then you're probably not gonna like the food that they serve you there. You're not gonna know what else to do, and you're just gonna be sitting there. Yeah. Like whatever. So, just yeah. talking about the unglamorous parts no, of it. I think a lot of it, like you have to really appreciate the good because it's a whole lot of rough. Yeah. It really is. You, if you look at my Instagram, you don't see the yeah. hours that I literally look like absolute garbage sitting in airports, which is so much of it. So much. <laughs> <laughs> but you just don't see that because yeah. it's, you know, it is, it's not cool. It's yeah. not fun. It sucks. So I would definitely say actually getting places mm-hmm. sucks, yeah. <laughs> um, which we, we talked about, but um drinking uh, things just like drinking the water having to carry your own water into places like that sucks having to uh, uh, in most of a lot of europe and most of the world don't have dryers we line dry everything Mm -hmm. the whole time i lived in europe we didn't have a dryer unless we carried our clothes to a laundromat and dried them there we hung them outside our window and we dropped our underwear all the time until we learn better to dry our underwear inside of our house so that our old man neighbor doesn't have to go and pick it up. 
<laughs> which he did because we didn't have keys to get down there. Anyway, stuff like that, like line drying your clothes or washing your clothes and then having it rain on them while they're drying mm. all the time. In the winter, your clothes never get completely dry. Yeah. So there's always a little damp and a little cold. And you just you just, you just put it on unless yeah. you want to carry your clothes to the laundromat for the dryer, which yeah. we did sometimes, but... Not, yeah. Not regularly. So, like, that sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, let's see. What else? Language barriers, culture shock, sucks. Moving to a new place kind of sucks sometimes. It's, it's real, and I don't think that we're able to address it properly because I don't really think we know how. Yeah. Um, I don't think, I think because traveling in that kind of lifestyle is so glamorized. Mm -hmm. If you, if you do, I, it doesn't really happen on short term trips. It can, but like, yeah, it's so new and exciting. You're not going to get like, Oh my God, this is fun. Yeah. You're not going to get true, true deep culture shock in a week. Probably not in a month. It's going to take a lot of time. But because it is so glamorized, like, when I was living in Portugal and I started being depressed, like, that's hard to talk about because, oh, but you're living in Europe and you're on such a great adventure and it's so exciting and you're so lucky. And, yes, all of that's true, but also, like, it really sucks and it's kind of lonely and I don't like that I can't understand all the conversations happening around me. I don't like that when I go to my job, it's in a whole other language, and so I can't really participate. Yeah. I don't like that my language school professor really stresses me out because of the learning style is different. Uh-huh. So a lot of time in Europe, they use shame to get you to learn better. Uh-huh. Where in Europe, you start with zero, and in America, you start with 100. Yeah. And it adjusts yeah. accordingly. Earning your points that way is a whole lot harder than er- than. Like, missing points yeah. so much harder and yeah. I have never really struggled in school and so just that stress of that class and trying mm-hmm. to learn Portuguese and like not be embarrassed in front of my yeah. peers sucked it mm-hmm. sucked so bad um comparing myself to them even though they a lot of them spoke other romantic languages and so they were able to more easily pick up because uh-huh. of the similarities and speaking a Germanic language, it was very difficult yeah. to ease your way into that if you don't already have a background in it. Mm-hmm. It is difficult. I'm not a natural language learner at all. Um, and so it's it's always been really challenging for me to learn other languages or to pick it up. Yeah. Um, so, like, that's really frustrating is, like, getting down on myself for that. Yeah. Um, it sucks when you miss a bus or you miss a metro mm-hmm. and or you go the wrong way on it. Even if it's something we were still missing buses when we had lived in Lisbon for eight, eight months. Uh-huh. We once <laughs> we were running to the bus stop because we always had to freaking run for these buses. And so we're running and I got on the bus and <gasps> Hannah, my roommate, someone had stepped off like between us. Oh. Uh, on the back of the bus so she stopped so she didn't run into them i got on he closed the door and i said wait my friend and he said gotta go like gotta stay on schedule and so hannah i'm like leaning against the door on the inside and she's like on the outside like what do we do and he just drove away and so i get off of the next stop and walk all the way back and hannah is mad (laughs) and i'm mad but whatever we'll get on the next one so we tell our friend hey we're gonna be late 
get on the next bus, ride at a few stops, and realize we're going the wrong way. And we needed <laughs> to go the other way. What? Yeah. Like, we canceled plans and we're like, we're going to go to the mall today. Yeah. Like, we can't. You Some days you just can't, can't. do it. You just can't. Oh, my God. Fashion sucks. I wanted to do retail therapy so often in those first few months of living in Lisbon, and I just didn't understand European fashion. I was like, I can't even go to the mall to buy something to make myself feel better. I just go and I feel worse Worse because I feel ugly because I can't dress myself. Sucked. What do you do? What do you do when all you want to do is buy a new shirt and And you you can't can't find a single shirt in a four-story mall? What do you do? You just go home. You go home alone, empty-handed, with all your money. Even sadder. (laughs) And more sad. And still ugly. (laughs) Gosh. So, just things like that are hard to talk about. And, like. Yeah, because when you you don't, when you talk about it, then people are like, oh, you're such a privileged little bit. Like, you know, like. And you, you are. Be, yeah, and you should be feeling better, but. Mm-hmm. It, it is, like, the the real realities, and I, I, I don't know. I feel like they weren't articulated well with moving abroad of, like, mm-hmm. you're going to feel this way, and this is how we deal with it. Like, we have a routine. We have things that we do to, like release that stress we have people we can talk to who understand and who mm-hmm. actually understand so it was, it was it was really difficult like it was amazing incredible better than i could have ever dreamed but also darker than i could have ever dreamed yeah. because it was really difficult and lonely and hard sad <laughs> yeah it was sad. so how do you like i mean not really tips on how to make it better but like <laughs> What would you like? What did you find that you did that kind of just like helped it for a little bit or mm-hmm. whatever? Um, I we definitely found our places that we just love to go to. Okay. Um, whether that be like the same coffee shop that I really like to go to, or restaurants, and then making friends with the waiters. Mm-hmm. We had an Indian restaurant in our neighborhood, <laughs> and they didn't deliver, but they said they would deliver once for us. Aww. and they did, and I was like. Oh. Perks of, you know, becoming a local. Like, yeah. that's what you have to do is you have to become a local. And that's going to the same places, shopping at the same stores, like mm-hmm. becoming accustomed to the grocery store, which was, you know, its own ball game. Yeah. Anywhere you go. But just having your store and being like, I'm going to get to know this store. Yeah. And then being able to walk there, walk in there six weeks later and be like, these are my regular things. I know what this is. I know how to cook with it. Yeah. Done. Um, so things like that. I think also, I always really enjoyed having people come and visit me and then being able to show them Lisbon again. So kind of like, keep going, never mind, (laughs) continue on. Yeah, no, but being able to show them Lisbon because they, of course, everyone always wanted to go to all the touristy spots, which Mm -hmm. was great because that's not something we did a lot in our day-to-day lives because we lived there. So, of course, we did it once, but then we never really did it unless someone came to visit. So being able to take people places and be like, this is like this is this monument and here's all the history behind it and here's what it means and here's this building was built in the 1400s and 
it was destroyed and rebuilt and being able to tell them the history and then take them to your spots too <laughs> it just kind of brings a whole new excitement and you always are able to see your city through like another new lens mm-hmm. and just like add those layers to it so i think those things really did make it feel more like home mm-hmm. i also took up running because i had, was very stressed yeah. <laughs> and just needed to do something mm-hmm. and so just incorporating that into my routine of being like this is my time where i can just like focus and veg out and not think about anything mm-hmm. else and just do it um, was really beneficial in helping me like relieve stress and kind of get into a routine and be like, if I, I know if I need like my time, this is what I can do. And it's easily accessible and it's always available. Yeah. I don't think I've ever like been visiting a new city and it's like, I'm going to run outside today. Yeah. So again, don't, don't put yourself in bad (laughs) situations. If I don't know where I'm going, I'm probably not going to like just go around by myself in weird parts. So, but in Lisbon, it was my neighborhood, yes. my city, so, you know, I could explore and go to and fro and be yep. free. <laughs> Love that for you. Thanks. I'm so proud of you. I always ended up on the bottom of this one hill, though, and it was a huge hill, <laughs> and I'd be like, literally, I went the opposite direction. How am I still here? <laughs> <laughs> it was hard. I'm sorry. <laughs> proud of you, though. Thanks. I walked it almost every time. Oh, so. that's okay. <laughs> You still did it. It's fine. Yeah. I had to get home. <laughs> um, I know one of the questions was like tips for packing. Uh-huh. I mean. Packing in general or. I guess for longer extended trips is probably. Oh. Yeah. I saw this tweet the other day <laughs> that was like mm, the difference between like going to the store and be like, I need all of these little meticulous items. And then when you're packing and you're like. I am a minimalist. I don't need material (laughs) items. And I feel that's like what I did when I, because I went straight from college to moving abroad. Mm -hmm. And so all of my college stuff, I was just kind of like, well, I don't need this anymore. Like, I don't need my bedding. I don't need my, all these shoes or all of these like kitchen, my blender, my Keurig. Like, I really I can't take it with me. I can yeah. only take three suitcases of 50 pounds. So you had three. That's cool. Yeah, that was my company was pretty great. I had yeah. three suitcases. It was awesome. But like, how do you pick? Like, literally, if how do you choose? You had to take clothes, like personal items, like to make it feel like home. Mm-hmm. Books. I brought all my Harry Potter books. I didn't read them once. <laughs> Actually, I read part of the fourth one. Besides, I didn't read them once. Could have read them on my iPad. Didn't. I don't know why. Mm. It's fine. Yeah, but it made it feel like home. Yeah. Even if I didn't read them, they were still there, and they've always been there. And mm-hmm. so it was just one of those comfort things where I was like, I, I need to take these with me. Yeah. Because <laughs> this is just, like, what I know. Like, yeah. they're in my... They've been in my room growing up. They've been in my college dorms. Like, they're in my apartment now. Like, it was just one of those things, like a comfort, like a safety blanket. I have to bring my Harry Potter books. (laughs) I know. (laughs) (laughs) But I brought them. Um, So, I I think in those moments, it really did come down to um, kind of a mix between like practicality. Is this something I can wear with multiple outfits? Is this something that I really enjoy wearing and that I'll I'll know I'll wear? 
um, that sort of thing. And yeah. so I had to give away a lot of clothes, leave a lot of clothes behind. I didn't need the five million sorority T-shirts that yeah. I had gained over my four years in college. So I had to get rid of That's them. That's like the honestly. worst thing, honestly. But yeah. yeah, anyway, so practicality. And then that the one statement of bring things that will make it feel like home. So I brought um, a quilt. Mm-hmm. And my Harry Potter books. Um, a Fucking small, nerd. I, yeah. A small lamp. <laughs> it was actually my salt rock lamp. Uh-huh. Which was so heavy. <laughs> I put it with my Harry Potter books. And <laughs> um, I think it was just the at- the atmosphere or something. It was just leak. Like it would absorb water and leak all the time. So I had to throw it away. <gasps> That's really sad actually. Because yeah, it was just everywhere all the time and my roommate was like nicole what fix your lamp (laughs) i don't know what to do yeah so i had to throw it away but yeah it's fine um a tapestry to hang up and then but you also like your makeup your jewelry dry shampoo anytime anyone come to visit i'm like bring me dry shampoo and like cake mix please the food you you know i didn't know what the heck i'd never been to portugal i didn't know anything about it so i'm like i don't know can i get talkies there (laughs) no can i get normal tasting things probably not (laughs) (laughs) good luck (laughs) so just obviously bringing some of those jewelry it was a lot yeah i don't know i think it, it really was just like can can you live without this or not yeah for a year or two or however long um four months whenever you came back like did you have how did you like did you have a lot of things when you came back you know what i'm saying like did you gain a lot of things throughout yeah uh no no (laughs) no i did keep i put some stuff in storage for my college apartment so we had dishes um i think i had a lamp okay that was kind of it. Like, all of my wall art, I threw away okay. or gave it away because, I don't know, I just didn't. It wasn't it, it wasn't something I couldn't live without. Yeah. Um. So, moving back from Europe and then directly into a new apartment and knowing that we were getting married soon was helpful because then I could kind of just take Corey's stuff if I needed <laughs> it. So we weren't really lacking in a lot. I will I will say that I think my my wardrobe had an issue uh-huh. because I had to kind of acclimate back into like U.S. like fashion, mm-hmm. which is a step down from European fashion, yeah, honestly, yeah. which is fine with me. Hello. I obviously grew up <laughs> my whole life being an American and dressing bad, so yeah. it didn't matter. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> Like, coming back, I was like, I have all of these, like, cool sweaters now, but it's summertime all the time in Missouri, so I don't need my sweaters for most of the year like I did in Portugal when it was, like, mild weather. Yeah. (coughs) And we didn't have central heating Mm -hmm. in our apartment, and we could see our breath in our living room, (laughs) so it was very, oh, yeah, another thing that sucked, (laughs) not glamorous, is sitting in your living room, freezing cold, (laughs) seeing your breath, so... Boo. that sounds fucking awful it was so cold we would have we had these hot water bags that we would boil water and pour into and then like put at the feet of our bed like we lived before electricity and just to keep our bed warm <laughs> yeah every single night every single night without fail we would be warming up that water 
So and you just put it at the end of your bed. Yeah, I put one at the like where my feet would be, and then one like where my chest would be, and I kind of just held it, <laughs> like cuddled what if it. it. Like popped? No, no, it wouldn't. It was like thick. Okay. Okay. Rubber um. from the eternal winter. <laughs> okay, I brought back some pieces of pottery mm-hmm. um, that I got from this local shop that we really like. So a couple mugs. Okay. Um, but that are important. I mean, clothes. But I've never been a big souvenir person. Okay. I just I I usually find like one little trinket that I like, and I kind of keep them all together. So I have like chopsticks from china mm-hmm. like some really nice ones um i have like a hand carved uh little chest from haiti uh, just things like yeah. that so i collect currency just like dollar bills and coins yeah. and stuff but nothing really tangible i guess i, I didn't bring anything significant mm-hmm. i bought a kettle a tea kettle as soon as i bought got back though so that changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, next on my travel list, um, Thailand is coming up. I mm-hmm. think that's like one of my big like dream spots mm-hmm. is Thailand. Um, more practically though, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, more realistically though, it's almost it's late. I need to go to sleep. Um, we are planning a trip for probably early next year. I'm actually planning two trips. Next oh, year. I know. Early next year, though, I have um, some friends who are living in Jordan and Egypt, and I am planning on visiting them. Mm-hmm. Um, respectful, respective. I'm planning on yep. visiting them. <laughs> and <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll go. We'll go there um, and see them and stay with them. And one of them I was in Indonesia with. Actually, both of them I was in Indonesia. Yep, we got it. Don't worry, honey. It's okay. Yeah. We got it. Do you see what I'm doing right now? I remembered my question. This oh, is how okay. I remember it. No. Oh, and then my second trip is um, my dad and I are going to Eastern Europe, and we are going to road trip Eastern Europe. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I love a good road trip. I know. We're going to start in Prague and go down and then come back up and through Vienna and then back up to Prague. That's so cool. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's exciting. I know. I've, I haven't done a lot in Eastern Europe, so I'm pretty pumped. I really want to go to Bali. That's like a place I really, really want to go. Because I just, yeah, because I mm-hmm. I know the energy. Well, I just, I mean, I, all my hippy-dippy energy people, like that's one of the Earth's chakras is like in there. Yeah. And so like the energy is just like apparently really, really cool and like, whatever i loved indonesia by far portugal will always be home but indonesia was my favorite country that i've been to and we could from where we were sit on the beach and see the bali volcano because mm. we were i mean it was right there yeah. so it was spectacular there are a lot of islands around bali like mm. the gili islands are all right there too and they are the exact same aesthetic but cheaper cheaper and less like there's not as many tourists okay so it's more good thing to keep in mind yeah so okay question uh, yeah My what's question. your question so this is i thought of when you were talking about just like being in portugal and like with Corey and stuff mm-hmm. so as cliche as it is but like any like 
not even like dating relationships it doesn't have to be but like friendships from home or whatever like any just like relationship advice in general like when you're abroad or oh, whatever yeah. so for you and or the significant other right okay that's a great question um Corey and i were long distance the whole time mm-hmm. i was in portugal we started dating a few months before i left so i <laughs> wow <laughs> i wasn't looking to date anyone and wasn't really interested in having a boyfriend. And then I met Corey and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. so going into it, we knew that we were going to be long distance for a while, yep. um, which I think helped, helped. because uh, because it was such a long amount of time. Yeah. Um, and the we had a six hour time difference between us. And so that obviously affected things. But I think what really helped me and what really made me feel like good and secure is when we um we're talking which we didn't have to like facetime every night but we did most days i Mm -hmm. think at least for a few minutes even it was just be like hey can't talk right now i'll call you back later i'll talk to you tomorrow whatever bye um but those those times when we did get a chance to actually like sit down and talk Mm -hmm. sometimes Corey would be like playing video games or with some of his friends Uh like just hanging out in their house and that. Just, I didn't even want to talk to him. Yeah, then. yeah. I was like, I don't want to talk to you if you're not going to give me your attention. He'd be like, I can talk to you too and play video games. It's you like, can't. No, yeah. <laughs> you can't do that. I don't care what you say. I don't want to talk to you. Call me back when you want to pay attention to me. Bye. <laughs> I mean, anyone would be annoyed at that. Exactly. And that. so I had to communicate that. Like, hello. I, that doesn't make me feel loved when you do that. It makes yeah. me feel like I'm annoying you. Yeah. And so him taking the time and realizing that yep. was really great um i think that was a big part of it i think when we were together we we only saw each other twice in that time period okay. so he came to italy and that's when he proposed and then i came home uh once for a week and so just planning and being excited about those times of like what do you want to do when we're in italy what do you want to do when i come home like i can't wait to see you and just kind of those like keeping that excitement i think was good for us of i he had been to europe one time before that um but he had never been to southern europe and so being able to go to italy and try all these food and like live that dream Mm -hmm. together was really nice um i'm trying to think for his perspective of it I think um, I think it was probably harder for him yeah. staying because, at least from my perspective of it, is that you are around the same things that you both used to be around, yeah. but now one of you is gone, yeah. and the other one has a constant reminder that the other one is gone, yeah. and you're not here. I did my work. Sorry. <laughs> so for me, while everything was new and I got to adjust to this new life yeah. without him being there... Um, I think it was ultimately easier for me yeah. um, than him. Yeah. So I don't know if he would agree or not, but um, that's that's what I think. Yeah. So I don't know. I wouldn't say we did it super well. Like, obviously, we we did it because I we're still together. So yeah. it is very doable. I think if two people really want to be together, then they're going to make whatever it is work. Work, yeah. And sometimes it doesn't work. And it is really hard. Like, yep. long distance is not a joke. If you are not serious about someone, don't do it. It's a yep. waste of time in that way. Because it's a lot of emotional energy that you spend. And if it's not what you want, then it's for, it's wasted. Yeah. 
So you think about it because it is hard and it is really frustrating, especially because we got to a point where he didn't know Lisbon. He didn't know Portugal. He didn't know, know my friend. So me talking and like telling him all these stories about my normal day to day life, like he can't relate on a certain level, like surface level. Sure. Yeah. Like anyone can. But when it gets real deep into it, like he doesn't know it's not his fault. But you just can't. So, I don't know. I think that's what, like, we had to find new things to talk about. Or a lot of times, like, it would just be, like, literally Googling questions to ask your boyfriend. Yeah. And then reading them just to have, like, things that we can just share ideas on and talk yep. about and have in common. So. so, when you, okay, so you knew you were going to do this whenever you first got into the relationship with him. Yeah. Which is crazy that he was like oh okay well still want to do this <laughs> yeah i mean to be real like no yeah i, I would be like no i'm okay thank you though like mm-hmm. because what the fuck exactly <laughs> no same. but did you like so when he when did he come to like visit you he came mm, this uh, the end of november okay yeah and when had you got there you went there in like june I started my term in July. Oh, okay. So I guess I actually saw him three times because I started my term in July and then I came home and then, so I, sorry, started my term in Virginia. So I lived in Virginia for a period of time. Mm-hmm. I came home for a week. I moved to Portugal. Okay. He came to visit me in November. I came back in the spring mm-hmm. and then I moved Finish home. It. Okay. So when he came to you. Mm-hmm. Were you expecting him to propose to you? Yeah. Yeah, you were. Yeah, in all honesty, yeah, I, I knew it would be sometime that time. Okay. A lot of people are like, oh my gosh, it ruined the surprise. I don't care. I don't, yeah. I don't care. You still got proposed to? Yeah. In Italy? In Venice. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, so actually, in um, Spring Vegas, I don't know if you've ever heard that term. Oh, but yeah, it's <laughs> I have. I hope to shit town. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the worst place ever. Mm-hmm. That's kidding. what I've heard. Actually, <laughs> um, the birthplace of Route 66 and Cashew Chicken. Cashew Chicken, which uh, we should probably okay. And this it is literally 159. Do you have any closing remarks? Um, in the last minute. No, this was great though. Like really, this was great. Thanks yeah. for letting me just reminisce all my best. No, memories. it was great because I haven't traveled, so I mean, yeah. I have, but like, no. sorry if I made anything sound dark and sad and like it sucked. But I mean, some of it does. So that's real life. I hope yeah. you get a little sliver. Of I it. think, but some of it's also amazing. Like, yeah. you can never just the memory, the the moments where you're standing like in front of the Eiffel Tower or like on the beach somewhere mm-hmm. and just this gorgeous sunset or with like laughing with international people that you would have never met otherwise. Mm-hmm. Like those moments, those like really sweet, sweet moments just make all the bad a hundred times worth it. And like, not even like obviously the bad moments suck, but they also like help you grow. Like, I mean oh, like yeah. anyone and especially mm-hmm. in another country yes. going through those bad moments can you, only help you grow yeah. even more. You'll be stretched immensely mm-hmm. by traveling. Yeah. But you get a good story out of it. You do. You get to eat some chicken feet. <laughs> what everyone wants in their life. Long live the chicken feet. I, I do it again. I hated that. That's going to be the title of this episode. <laughs> 
Long feature Madison. Long live the chicken feet is title. Of I'll this make you chicken feet. I'm gonna find some. Please don't. I, I will. Really, just don't want it. I don't. I should make all of the worst dishes I've ever had and let other people try them. <laughs> what a terrible! What a terrible party idea. To grow. <laughs> what if Nicole invited you to that party? I guess that's a bad idea. Terrible idea. All right, Nicole. So tell us your tell us where we can find you, the good people. Madison and the people of these United States. My ten listeners. <laughs> that Call was them really all sad. Out my I name. love you all. I love you. <laughs> I have more than ten, I promise. I listen. Thank you. <laughs> that sounded so sad. Um you can find me on Instagram at Nick Gayen. She takes awesome pictures. I'm also a photographer. People think I'm lying when I tell them I do all of this stuff. I'm like, I'm a frat mom, and I'm a photographer, and I'm in flight school. And they're like, you're a no. liar, too. <laughs> no, she really does take pictures. Yeah. Um, Nick Gann, N-I-C-G-A-N-N. Do you have a website? I think, it's, yeah, it's nickgann.com. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's what it is. Sorry, I had to think about it. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mostly just Instagram and my website, Nick Gann. Check her out. Do it. That's it. Do it. Well, Loudmouth here has an Instagram at loudmouthpod. Um, but yeah, Gmail loudmouthpod1 at gmail.com because some motherfucker stole my name. And if you want to find me, I'm mad underscore hadler on everything Twitter, Instagram. Thank you so much, Nicole, for Thank being you. on here. If you have any more questions, direct them to her because I know obviously shit about traveling. <laughs> So DM her. Yeah, Show let me plan them. your trip for you. It'll be my pleasure. <laughs> As you just said earlier in the episode, that you don't like planning. I don't like planning, but I can tell you where to stay oh, okay. and okay. how to get there. So not like a plan, but like a... Yeah, like... I'm some guidelines, gonna... maybe? Yeah, the logistics. Okay. I'm good at travel logistics. Okay. There. So put that on her resume. She is... A travel in planner. In flight school. I told Corey I should be a wedding planner after this weekend, too. He asked me why. And I said, I said, because I know what a good wedding is. And that was it. And he said, oh, true, 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 true. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we're leaving now. We have to go to bed. We do. Okay, love you all. Bye. Bye. Alrighty, guys, I know I kind of ended it a little bit ago on that episode, but I wanted to re-end it as present-day Madison and just say thank you guys so much for listening. That is it on my travel episode with Nicole. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please let me know if you did. And make sure you follow me on Instagram at loudmouthpod and follow me on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you are listening. I'm going to be posting a couple new episodes as a part of a series about relationships in college Um, all that sort of stuff, so make sure you're checking me out on here every week. Check back in every Wednesday, and I should have a new episode up. And on Instagram, I'm going to be posting stories, polls, all that, so I'd love to give your guys' feedback so that the episodes are a little more personable and are able for you guys to connect with. So, yeah, such exciting stuff coming ahead, and I hope you guys follow me along with it. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll talk to you all next week.